How we doing, church? It's Pastor Furman here. It's another day. So I got another message. Amen. But I want to give a shout out to everybody that came through um, Aslan Park uh, on Friday. We gave out backpacks. There was a lot of uh, just awesome vendors and people. It was a good turnout there. And also this past Tuesday, we were at Rogers Park, um, Mega Trejo Center. Uh, tons of people came out. Uh, man, it was a great event. So I hope as school gets closer that you're able to get the things that you need for your family through one of these places or even different things that are going on around the city because um, it's always an honor and privilege to be a part of it. If you're still needing help, man, let us know and we'll see what we can do to bless you or point you in the right direction. One of the two. Either way, we want to help make sure um, that we can help lighten the load as the school year comes upon us. But today, I'm ready to give a new word. A new message is called, Don't Be Fooled. Man, we live in a time where there's more books, videos, conferences, podcasts. There's all these different resources that are all trying to tell us what's the best way to navigate through life. And when you spend enough time focusing on different ones, um, even the ones that aren't good, they have false information, you can begin to believe that they're true. But thankfully for us who have a relationship with God, uh, with Him, we gain the ability to see what is true and also avoid being fooled. So today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Um, but of course, I want to pray, um, ask God to, man, just align our heart with His and just to let go of the things that maybe we woke up and that we're dealing with in our life right now. So just join me as we pray first. Uh, Father, I just thank you uh, just for the access that we have to you and uh, for your willingness to meet us exactly where we're at, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter how crazy it is, you could bring a peace and a calmness and a stillness, uh, man, that provides comfort and clarity. Uh, so, Lord, I just pray that you would do it again, that right now as we come to you and we read your word, um, that your Holy Spirit we're beginning to identify things within our own life um, that maybe we've become blind to, maybe things that we need to be reminded of, or even new things um, to live for. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would have your way this morning, uh, that you would speak to each one of us, that you would give us a word, and the things that you teach us, that you show us, we would apply them, but it also be things that we help pass on to those around us. So we just thank you. We love you. and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Um, let's jump in. It says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the examples of Christ. He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good 
right, and true. Mm. So in Ephesians, Paul is, is writing to uh, man the church, and he's basically telling them, like, look, man, I understand what's going on around you. Understand the culture, the environment around you. It's one that's corrupt. It's one that has heavy influence on a lot of people, and it's leading people in the wrong way. And if we're being honest, you could say the same is true about present day, right? The, the time that we live in, as you look around, you watch the news, social media, all the things around us, you could see the corruption. You could see, uh, man, just how things are, are so kind of crazy. And so Paul's saying, like, there's a way that you could not be fooled by all these things and just going along with them, uh, but learning to identify them and avoid them. And it all starts with this. We reflect what we follow. We reflect what we follow. In verse one, it says, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Mm. To hear that I'm God's child, uh, man, it's powerful because I understand how much I don't deserve that. And maybe you, you have that same sense. Um, that if you would have heard we are his enemy and something like that, you would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I don't know about you, but for me, I spent more than half my life going against God and being on the opposite end of things. And so this verse right here, just from the start, it reminds me, and I pray you as well, that it doesn't matter how long um, I've been on the other side of things going against God. The moment I placed my faith in Jesus, I was forgiven. And I became God's child. And the same is true for you. You are God's child when you've done this. And just as children mimic uh, the characteristics and behaviors of their parents, man, the same is true for God's children that we are called to do the same with our Heavenly Father. Because um, think about children. They're sponges, right? They're soaking up all these things. Well, the same is true for each one of us. No matter what our age is, we are always absorbing the things that are around us. And God is trying to make sure that we're paying attention to these things. And Paul tells us, man, don't forget who you belong to, what family that you're in, because now you carry his name. So you represent him in all the things that you do. So do your best to represent him and learning how to imitate God. And that doesn't mean that we are God, or, but it's understanding that we can look to his son. We can look to Jesus, who, man, is going to show us what's the right way. He's going to teach us, right? And when we are able to absorb that, uh, we're able to reflect God in this life and represent him in the right way. Um, and when we apply these things, when we do these things, we can see God's hand in all the things we do. Because here's the truth. This verse really, really speaks to it, man. Whether it's God or not, we're imitating somebody. And for probably a majority of our life, we imitated those closest to us, whether it's our family members, whether it's parents, whether it's friends, um, and even people that we look up to. But at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter how many options they are, um, they aren't a replacement that's going to be greater than God. There isn't one. He is the only one where we're going to find a victory that is guaranteed and everything else is always going to fail us. It's going to disappoint us. And it's usually going to harm us. And God is saying, man, you need to imitate me so you could avoid these things. Verse 2, it says, live a life filled with love, following the examples of Christ. He loves us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Mm. 
So one of the benefits of imitating God is that you'll live a life that's filled with love. Uh, You will naturally be obedient to the things that Jesus shows and teaches you and be able to share with others. Man, but you'll also be selfless and generous and all of these things are pleasing to God. And sometimes we get so caught up in in ourselves trying to, man, make things right, right? And trying to please God ourselves that when you do that, you end up burning yourself out. And then you end up feeling like you're failing at the same time. Like, man, God's probably disappointed with me. And Paul's saying, man, there's an easier way to avoid these things so you don't find yourself in that situation. And it's simply understanding that God doesn't need us for any of these things. He doesn't need us to accomplish these things. He could do it without us. And whether we do them or not, it's not going to change how much he actually loves us. And so instead of trying to do something out of obligation, Paul's saying, man, as you grow with God, you're going to learn to do things out of love and appreciation. So there's a huge difference. It won't become a burden, but it will be a blessing. And that doesn't mean that we won't have times where we're dragging our feet, right? Because we know how we are. Our, Our default is automatically to go to what's comfort, what pleases us, what we like. And we all know that that's the opposite of what God usually asks us and leads us to do. Um, but he's saying, look, with God's help, man, you're going to reprogram your mind. It's going to be transformed in a way that you naturally do what pleases him. And it's going to be done out of love and appreciation instead of obligation. So you're not getting burnt out. You're not feeling uh, dejected. You're not feeling discouraged uh, because you're just doing things um Man, just has a natural response for all the things that God has done for you. And look at the love that Jesus demonstrates for us. He demonstrated his love by giving it as a sacrifice. And so, man, it's crazy that he did that so we can have a relationship with God and so we can be forgiven. And we are called to have that same kind of love and to live this way for others. Our love should be the same kind of love, a love that goes beyond affection A love that is self-sacrificing and serves others. And when we love others by seeking what's best for them, man, it's going to be pleasing to God. And that's also going to reflect his love in our life and to others. Because what we reflect is what we follow, right? What we reflect, what we follow. Had that all twisted up. And when we're imitating God, following Jesus' example, It could be seen throughout our life, and it comes to help us in every area of our life. And God wants that for you so that you don't be fooled into reflecting anything else that could come back to hurt you. So that's the first thing, right? We reflect what we follow. Second thing that we see here is wrong will never be right. Wrong will never be right. Verse 3 says, let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Before we learn uh, through the Holy Spirit's leading and through God what pleases Him, we learn automatically what pleases us, right? And there's a lot of things that the world offers that we find pleasurable that are far from pure and are probably highly addictive. And Paul tells us, man, he understands that our past, those pleasures, they had a purpose. They met our needs. Uh, but now we need to understand um, that we have a relationship with God. And they have no place or our purpose because he is what meets our needs. Amen. And the dangers of keeping those things around is over time, it can lead you back to the places that God had already freed you from. And all of it takes is a little compromise 
to have you start about down that path and to have you wrap up in those things. Remember, we're God's children and those things can't be around us because then it takes us from being around him. And it's going to lead to spiritual erosion, which is over time going to be weakening our faith. It's going to be blurring our vision that God has given us. Um, It's going to be turning up the volume on lies and the voice of the enemy and and drowning out uh, the whisper and the steady voice of God. And so the longer we allow these things to be around us, man, the stronger that they'll grow in their life and the weaker that we grow in God. And the world always embraces and and thrives off these things. So we can't allow the culture around us to set the standard of living for us. God has called us to be set apart. And we have to be intentional in keeping that separation. The next verse says this. I've seen stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Mm. It's easy to find yourself in the wrong things and feeling like, man, it's not that bad. It doesn't have any real effect. Especially when you look and it's everywhere and everybody's doing it and it's common. And Paul is warning you. He says, look, man, the more that you're in these things, um, the less they're going to feel wrong and the more comfortable you're going to feel being a part of it. And just because it doesn't seem uh, harmful or impactful in the beginning doesn't mean that it won't come around and have huger complications and implications later down the road. Because what's the truth? Wrong is still wrong. And we can't expect to do these things and for there not to be consequences when God has already uh, made clear that He's not cool with it. And one of the best uh, tricks and things that the enemy does is lies and illusions that he tries to use against us. And when these wrongs grow in our life, we can begin to focus on what the world says. Oh, this is more important. Don't worry about that. And lose sight of what God has already spoken to us and what he is trying to get us to focus on. And we can become greedy. And we, we think of greed. We often think about money, right? But being greedy... It's more about selfishness, selfishness and being intense with it where you're doing things for yourself at the expense of others and everything else. It's all about pleasing yourself and the things that you desire. And Paul's saying, man, don't allow these tricks to affect the inheritance that God has for you um, because those pleasures are temporary and they aren't worth it. Instead, distance yourself from them um, and reflect on God's goodness in your life, because whenever you you create that distance, you create that separation, you're focusing on God and the goodness that he has. It's going to keep you humble of just reminded of, man, how you are undeserving of all these things that God is doing. But it's also going to keep you connected um, where it's going to be showing how God is moving in your life and how you have so much that you should be thankful for. Verse 6 and 7, it says, Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall upon all who disobey Him. Don't participate in these things these people do. Paul saying, Don't let the culture and the lifestyle of this world become your own. Don't do it. God wants you to see sin the way that He sees it, um, because wrongs will never be right. And even though it might be accepted by people, um, it isn't the same as it being acceptable to God. 
And God is trying to give us a heads up because the enemy will use the world and the people in it um, to bring confusion and try to stir us and lead us down that path. And we don't get to uh, use excuses for our sins that uh, that we commit in this life and just say, hey, I acknowledge them. It's okay. As long as I acknowledge them, I'm good. Like, no, it, it doesn't work that way. Just because people say it's not a big deal and it's acceptable, it doesn't change what God has said and what the standard already is. I think about when I was young and I used to watch TV and the radio. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it wasn't too bad. You know, I could look back and see, oh, you know what, there's some things I didn't realize how bad it was. But compared to nowadays, it's like, man, things aren't near as censored or filtered as they once were. Like you can hear cussing on the radio and in movies and all these different things just on regular TV. And it really just is just it's crazy of how acceptable a lot of things are today. And and people and everybody else is saying, like, it's not a big thing. It's cool. Um, It's not bad. But this right here just reminds me, like. It doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. At the end of the day, I need to focus on what God is saying is is right. Um, Because even though the world changes, the culture changes, what's acceptable to the world and people change. um, It doesn't mean that his standard and what he says changes because wrong is is still going to be wrong. Right. And So no matter how someone or the world tries to frame things, the truth is wrong is still always wrong. And God wants us to understand that and help us identify it so we can make sure that uh, we don't end up in places that we don't belong, right? And live in uh, a lifestyle that's opposite of the one that he has for us. So that's the second thing, right? Wrong will never be right. The third thing we see is to live in a life in the light, we have to live in the light. To live in the light, we have to be in the light. Verse 80 says, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. You see, the moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're no longer a person of darkness anymore. Okay, that has been gone. It's been cleared. We no longer identify as that person we once were before that moment. And the enemy will always try to drag us back to it and take us back to it. Because when we were in that in that moment uh, before Jesus He was the one influencing us and leading us. And so he always tries to bring us back to our past. So he's like, man, look at you. Remember, this is you. This you're still that same person. Nah, man, don't focus on that. We got to focus on what God is saying to us Um, because the past no longer has authority in your life. It can no longer be held against you. It could uh, no longer prevent you from living the life that Jesus has for you, that God has for you. All it could really do now is be a highlight reel to show how God has always been there and how he's still there and how he's going to be there. Right. I read something once that said, sorry, saying I don't live at that address anymore. That's the same thing we need to be telling the enemy when he's trying to bring up our past. And like, no, that's old news. OK, that's history. That that don't even matter anymore. Um it's a new day. God has already given me a new song to sing. Right. And his light is reflected in my life. Remember, we're called to live life as people of light. So we can't get hang, hung up and, and caught up in our past and the darkness of it. We have to not just connect to the light, but spend time being present in it. Um, so if you want to reflect Jesus in your life, you have to be absorbing Jesus by being uh, man intentional in your walk with him and your relationship with him. Verse 9, it says this, For this light within you produces only what is good, right, 
and true. Mm. It's good, right, and true. The cool thing about that is we have direct access to God. We have direct access to Jesus. We have direct access to the Holy Spirit. We don't have to wait for the Sunday service. We don't have to wait for a Wednesday service, for prayer service, for worship service, for all these different things. Man, we get to go straight to Him, directly to Him. And three easy ways to stay in His light, to be in His presence, to be connected to His light. It's through His Word. It's through prayer and through praise. You see, when you spend time in his word, um, you read what you read will become real and it will speak to you in a way that it helps you in your situation, in a way that it gives you instructions that give you preparation um, and it will deepen your faith. It just there's so much good things that can come from spending time in his word and, and, and God using it to speak to you. And the same is true for prayer, man. It's a connector that allows you to deposit all the things that's been building up within you to give them to God. And then he takes them and he, uh, man, he pours in encouragement and peace and all the things that you need to keep moving forward. And praise is, is another good one because, man, that allows you, uh, man, to, to focus on his, his man, how he's moving in your life and see that he's still at work and, and see that he's still faithful. And when you're intentional in being in his light in all those different ways, man, it's reflected in every area of your life. And it's going to produce what is good, what is true and what is right. So to live in the light, we have to be people in the light. And it all starts by knowing that we are better than our past and that we're beyond it now. Right. And when we spend time in the word and prayer and praise, we can stay connected to the light, seeing it shine through us in our life. So my challenge for all of us live in the light, live in the light. How do you do that? Man, it's by remembering we reflect what we follow. Remember, there's plenty of options out there, but none of them are Jesus. And we're God's children, so we are called to be learning through His Son and to be reflecting God in this life, right? Because wrong will never be right. It doesn't matter what the culture says, what people say, what they make acceptable. It doesn't change the standard that God has for us and that He's already set. And He's called us to live apart, right? So the lifestyle we choose should be one um, that is pleasing and aligned with God. And then to reflect his light, we have to stay connected to it, right? To live in the light, we have to be uh, in the light. And we can do this through reading his word, through prayer, through praise. And when we do so, our past, the things that the enemy tries to do, um, they end up becoming a highlight reel, showing God's faithfulness and how he was moving, how he's present and how he still is and how he always will be. And so when you do all these things, that's how you live in the light moving forward. And so, church, I pray that this would encourage you, that it gave you some peace, that it gave you some uh, man. It's just going to help you navigate through this world uh, because it's tough. There's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of things trying to gain our attention, trying to stir us. And God saying, man, nothing's better than what I've gave to you already. And that's my son, Jesus. You follow Jesus, you're going to be all good. And so that's my hope and prayer for all of us, that we could reflect him and be a light in this world because we follow the examples that his son sets and we learn to live them out. So let me just pray. Father, I just thank you, uh, man, just for your faithfulness. 
and just how you bring clarity to some things that are confusing, Lord. And a lot of times we like to downplay situations, uh, but you bring an awareness to us so we don't get caught up in situations. And so, Lord, I just pray that for anybody that uh, may have been struggling here today, Lord, um, that they will know that they don't have to live has an obligation to you, um, but to live in love and appreciation. And that by doing so, man, it's just an easy way to stay connected to you. And you give us direct access. You say, man, spend time with me in words. Spend time with me talking to me. Spend time just uh, thanking me for the things that I'm doing. And when we do that, Lord, we stay connected to your light and we reflect that light. And so just help us be aware of the things that are reflecting in what we are following. Help us know that wrong is still wrong. And help us know that to be a light, we got to be in your light. So, Father, we just thank you for today. We love you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I love y'all. God bless y'all. You need anything, give us a holler. ABU fam, I love you. And uh, a lot of things still in the works and coming. But catch y'all next time. Bye.